Unfiltered. Say what you want, but Russell Wilson against the Chargers from the second possession to the second to last possession stunk the joint up. He held the ball way too long leading to sacks, and he missed wide open guys on third down a couple of two, three times to extend the drives. Throws he makes in his sleep. Unfiltered. So let me get this straight. I'm going to pay to see Tiger versus Phil, two guys worth over a billion dollars combined, play for nine million more and it's not even their own money and i dislike one of the two guys intensely all right i'm in mitch is unfiltered you're smiling i, I am smiling that's a heck of an open right there <laughs> For, hey, listen, that's the first time. This is not like I've heard that a million times. It is the first time I've ever heard it. I did it. I know. Can you believe that? You are a mixologist. You I are. think I should get out. I, I think oh. I should get away from the mic. Get away from the mic and just become Mr. Technology. Okay, now you're gone too far. <laughs> You've gone way too far now. But I am uh, I'm pretty excited about that open. That's good. It's a little harsh listening back to it because the other night, Russell Wilson was so darn good mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. It's funny because at the beginning, oh my God. In fact, I was sitting there thinking, watching the game against the Green Bay Packers, of course, and this is unfiltered and this is the debut, the premiere edition, and we'll get to all that. I, I kind of I, I kind of treat these things like we've been doing them for, for a year. I mm -hmm. forget that I have to reintroduce and do all those things. Number one. All right. Uh, but just a quick thought on Russell Wilson the other night. I, I was I was busting my brain trying to remember games where he started so poorly. And I have thoughts on that, and that's for another day, another show, on why he starts poorly. And I think the, it's a function of the running game and their, their mentality mm -hmm. as an offense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But boy, the other night against the Packers, that first quarter, I mean, the throw to Doug Baldwin in the end zone. Doug Baldwin standing there in the middle, wide, wide open, open. Yeah. Wide open, and he throws it. He throws it 40 feet over his head, not just eight feet over his head. And then you compare that with how good he was, Russell Wilson, at the end to pull the thing out, pull the season out. Sure. I mean, Mr. Mr. Saved Pete. their bacon. Talk to Mr. Playoffs. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean, he they had to have that. No doubt. And so he pulled it out of the fire and they won. But anyway, this is uh this is unfiltered. This is Mitch Unfiltered. I have a little trouble with the title. You probably already have sensed that. You, you, you I have a little trouble with the title because sometimes I call it unfiltered and sometimes I call it Mitch unfiltered. The people, the powers that be mm -hmm. want it to be Mitch unfiltered mm -hmm. and I kind of wanted it to be unfiltered. But I guess there are so many podcasts. Everybody's doing a podcast. You doing a podcast? I, I am currently. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. That's what we're doing right now. Yes, I'm doing a podcast. Everybody does. Pod there are so many podcasts yes. that some of them are have unfiltered right, in the name. Right. And so... The consultant says, Mitch, let's make it Mitch Unfiltered so when people look up Unfiltered, search Unfiltered, they're going to get a whole bunch of other right. stuff. They look up Mitch Unfiltered, they're going to get you. Right. So it needs so to be Mitch I have to call unfiltered. it Mitch. So this is Mitch Unfiltered. How do you feel so far? How did episode zero go for you the other day? I thought episode zero was fantastic. Anybody, anybody say anything I got to so many comments, so many text messages, so really? many oh, phone calls. Nice things, I hope. Great things. And I will tell you. Yeah. The the kind of overwhelming response, at least from what it was just like 
how great is it to hear Mitch Levy's oh. voice? And I told you, listen, in the very open 30 seconds of that uh, podcast zero, I yes. said, yes, it's just good to hear your voice. Did you, and I, and I maybe shouldn't ask this, but I'm sensitive to it with everybody. Mm. Did you get any, why are you working with Mitch Levy? Not why, why did you agree to do this? I did not get Is any. your family okay yes. with you agreeing to do yes. this? Yes. Well, um, well, I'm grateful to have you. I'm great. I'm more grateful to have you as a friend, but I'm grateful to have you. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk a lot about that today, and I'm going to mention a text that you sent that you have. You probably have no memory even sending, mm. and uh, that I have memory. I remember them all, and mm. I remember most of all the tweets from all the nice people out there sure. that have listened over the years. But I think we should we should set the stage of what Mitch Unfiltered is, Do it. what it's going to be. But it's not going to be that today, and I'm going to apologize in advance to those who are expecting Seahawks, Russell Wilson, uh, National Championship Cougs, Huskies, Jake Browning, all that stuff, and national stuff like Tiger versus Phil, like you heard in the open. I'll apologize to you straight out. The premiere is not going to be that. Uh, And the premiere is the sound of the premiere is going to be different than the sound of all the rest of the shows. It just has to be that way, in my opinion. Um, let's talk a little bit about what Mitch Unfiltered is going to be. First of all, I view it as an extension of what I did for 22 and a half mm-hmm. years. That's the simplest way that I can put it. Fun, laughs at others, laughs at our own, yeah. especially my expense, um, unfiltered analysis. The nice thing is I'm not on a radio station right now, and I can I don't have to worry about relationships with teams. Sure. I don't have to worry about play-by-play rights. I don't have to worry about my station wanting play-by-play rights and having to protect their image with the team. That doesn't mean that I will be irresponsible or we will be sure. irresponsible sure. with our criticisms. You are the one of the voices of the Huskies. Right. I always felt like I was well-informed and I was well-researched, and I didn't shoot from the hip when I was I was careful but not careful. Right. And so it will be unfiltered and we will include interviews like the show did. Everybody seems to like how Mitch does interviews. I always thought that was a way overrated. Ugh. I think a lot of people do great interviews, but people seem to want that so we'll do interviews mm-hmm. as well. But we're not mm-hmm. going to do interviews today. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not going to do interviews on this first podcast on the premiere uh broadcast or podcast I should say. I already made a mistake. Called it a broadcast. Um 45 to 60 minutes, two times a week. Mm-hmm. The schedule is going to be, we're going to drop regularly scheduled Mitch Unfiltered podcasts on Mondays and on Thursdays. Got it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, each one will be, as I say, 45 to 60 minutes, depending upon how much you got to say, right. how much I've got to say. Um, I do want to mention that we have to start three incredible sponsors. And you'll notice that what's different about this episode than episode 0 yep. is I got my Kleenex. Uh, they're not a sponsor though. They're not a okay. they're not a sponsor, but I'm, I I feel like I'm going to need this. I'm I'm you may know this about me, you may not. I'm a very emotional guy. Mm-hmm. I cry a lot. Mm-hmm. I cry in movies all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm a big crier. So I got this and 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 there's a lot of things that were going to happen today that are going to draw emotions. And it starts right here with the three sponsors of the show because they go way beyond sponsorships. Everybody knows that I love Daniel's Broiler. Everybody knows that I love Al 
and Jaguar, Land Rover of Bellevue, and Mercedes-Benz of Seattle, Mercedes-Benz of Seattle. And everybody knows I like Zeke's Pizza, mm -hmm. amongst other things, and and all the other great in, endorsement, or endorsements I did and sponsors that supported the show over the years. Right. These three are going to be the, the sponsors to start, and there will be commercials and messages on on their behalf from me throughout litter throughout each regular podcast right. so we'll kind of do 10 or 12 minutes and i'll do 60 seconds for one of our partners mm -hmm. and then we'll do 10 or 12 more minutes and i'll do 60 seconds for they're not gonna be long breaks the eternal breaks that sure. you remember sure. that i remember yes of course i mean we're not gonna go smoke during the breaks like some of my <laughs> my colleagues um so, but there's not going to be commercials today mm -hmm. because today's going to be a little different. Uh, but I am so appreciative. From the moment I fell, these three and others have called and put their arms around me and said, "Whatever we can do, mm. we love you. You're a you're a you're our guy, and we want to be part of the comeback. Where whenever that happens." Wherever that yeah, happens, yeah. in whatever format that happens, mm -hmm. these three have been so great to me, and I am forever indebted to them. And they will be our partners to start. There Fantastic. may be others, maybe some some yeah. others as yeah, we yeah. go along. Um, what else? Okay. And then people want to know, what's the story with this bonus thing? What is the bonus thing? Right. So as we talked about in episode zero, I thought because i'm not a podcast listener all i've heard is i subscribe to this podcast mm -hmm. i subscribe to that are you a podcast listener by uh, the way a little bit yeah, okay a little bit so you can talk to this better than mm -hmm. i can i always thought when people were saying i subscribe to this podcast i subscribe to that but that they were paying like like it's subscription to me is what you do for sports right. Illustrated. you subscribe to sports Illustrated. yeah that's not actually how that works mitch <laughs> and uh well welcome back to 28 2018 my friend yeah, welcome to welcome back yeah welcome i haven't to, been here yet yeah um, welcome to what well, yeah so i didn't realize people were just clicking a button Correct. and subscribing just meant hey i'm a listener of and i'm alerted when new podcasts come right and yes i, I didn't know i, I, I didn't get understand. them in my feed yes. yeah i didn't know that so I just thought we were going to be charging people to listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was slapped around pretty good about that idea. And that is that, that I guess some do, some but, do, but very, very few that you do this to allow people to hear you again, Mitch, you went away, you're back, let people hear mm -hmm. you. So the compromise was, well, why don't you do this, Mitch, do a couple a week with Jay Ham, and then when you feel it, if you have a thought or two, a short bonus here or there. Yeah, yeah. That's Give you an example. The other night, the Seahawks beat Green Bay. Mm -hmm. They got themselves back into the playoff race in the NFC. Everybody wants to hear from Mr. P. Mm -hmm. I think I should call him Mr. P for the time mm -hmm. being. I told you that story yes, before we did. started. Um, and I thought maybe since we're not going to do one this Thursday because this Thursday's Thanksgiving. Correct. So the next regularly scheduled one will be next Monday, a week from when we're dropping this. Um, I figured maybe i do a quick, after the Thanksgiving night games, there's like three or four NFC playoff teams playing on Thanksgiving. Yes. Why not, like on Friday, I do a bonus like Mr. P, mm -hmm. and I update you on all of the Seahawks situation. I, I follow this as you know, closer than anybody. Detailed. Uh, very detailed. Yes. And I give you every little nook and cranny of all the playoff teams, including the Seahawks, and we do that in a bonus. Now, what does a bonus mean? 
we're looking, you know, at the Masters, the CBS television guys are not allowed to call them spectators. Mm -hmm. They're not allowed to call them the crowd. The crowd's going crazy. If you say the crowd's going crazy and you're on the broadcast of the Masters, you're not on the broadcast (laughs) the next day. You've been removed. Ask Gary McCord. Yes. You're gone. Gone. You don't call them spectators. You don't call them the crowd, the fans. You don't call them the fans. What are they? They are patrons. They are patrons. And so we are inviting people who love the show, love the podcast, want to support the podcast, want the podcast to be around for a long time. Mm -hmm. We are inviting you to become a patron of our show. And so how do you do that? Well, there's a new website called Mm MitchUnfiltered.com. That's where all the podcasts are going to sit. And they're going to sit on iTunes. And when we get started, we're waiting to get clearance from all these places. But you can go and you can press a button that says become a patron. It costs a minimum of $5 a month. You can pay $5 a month. You can pay six, eight, ten, 10, whatever your heart feels like you want to do, whatever you can do. And what that means is you become a patron of the Mitch Unfiltered podcast. By, be, by becoming a patron, that will allow you to hear the bonus episodes. The regular Monday, Thursdays will be for everybody. Yes. And then the bonus ones, I might do a bonus interview. I might be needing to, to, to vent my spleen on a game or a mm-hmm. trade. And I'll just go in and do a podcast, a bonus one. And I'll say on Twitter and everywhere else, hey, guys, I got a bonus one up. Those will only be for the patrons of the show. That will make you feel special if you are a Indeed. patron of the show. Indeed. And you, so that's what we're going to do. You also said in episode zero that there might be some pizza delivery <laughs> that might come with that. I'm just wondering, is that still, since now we're in a a, a real episode, this is an episode that counts. Is that on the table? You know, I once did that. Do you have any idea that I once did that? That you delivered? I made a comment about 20 years ago on my show about pizza delivery men Mm -hmm. that I regretted. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say what I said. Okay. So don't ask me. I, okay. I know you want to know. I do. What'd I'm you not say? Gonna, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> this was 20 years ago on the show. And I immediately regretted it. I knew, you know, you do this job long enough. You do four hours a morning, five days a week. And it's live on radio. Not this. but And you know, you're going to go over the line and you're going to regret it. Mm-hmm. And I regretted it that day. And as, a, as an I'm sorry, I agreed to deliver pizzas for a Saturday from Jet City Pizza. Did you? I did. And I did. And I went, and people immediately when they heard that on the show, it was like Tuesday. Yeah. They they called Jet City. I'm ordering a, and I told them which one I'm going to do it. It was in yeah. the U District there. And I went around and I <laughs> had the hat on. I had the hat on. Oh. And man. I delivered pizzas for like six hours. I, I think oh. I'm trying to remember who was with me. Stretch might have been with me. I can't remember really? who was with me. But we just I wore the outfit. Wore the, I got pictures of me, and I did it. I so, really. Wish. I think I'm done. Okay, I you're think, done. So I that okay, we'll take that off the table. That's but off the I table. really wish that you had done it in our neighborhood, Jet City, and I would have called, and I would have loved to have you come to I'm my sure. house. Yes, that would have been fantastic. So I'm so I'm bringing pizzas, and people are waiting outside their doors, and they're mm. taking pictures of me bring coming up the <laughs> coming up the sidewalk with a pizza. And uh, it was actually very fun, and we and, and all the tips went to charity, yeah. and I felt better about that. So I think my pizza delivering days, unless this podcast fails, <laughs> <laughs> you think they're done? I think they're over for okay. now. For, for now. For now. For now. Okay. So um, that's the patron. It, it, so so have I, I described the patrons? I, I, yeah. Uh, yes. 
click the button, go to the website, be a patron. Let's do this. That's right. And yeah. if you and and by the way, if you can't or you you can't afford the five dollars a month or whatever it is, you don't want to. I understand. Yeah, there'll be Mondays and Thursdays, and this isn't about. This really isn't about the patrons. This is about me getting back out there, being creative again, mm-hmm. and giving people a chance if they if they uh, their hearts are open to it. Right. Giving me a chance to entertain them again, mm-hmm. and giving you a chance to entertain sure. them again. So, um, so that's where we are. That's where we are. Okay. So today's show, have we started yet? No, we actually haven't started. We haven't started yet. The name of the show is Unfiltered. Mitch Unfiltered. Mitch Unfiltered. And I can't, in good conscience, uh, start a string of episodes of that name without talking a little bit about what I've been going through and what's happened and where I've been for the last 15 months. Mm -hmm. And actually going back way before the 15 months. Mm -hmm. And... I'm going to ask everybody to bear with me. Um, I'm going to ask you to bear with me and participate in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just feel like certain things have to be said. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that are listening right now that are probably saying, um, you don't have to do this, Mitch. Mm-hmm. But others know that others, especially those that have fallen down and had made life-altering mistakes, that this is a part of the process. And I feel that way. And I also feel like, even though others may not, that I owe at least some explanation and some details. And I owe people to open up my heart a little bit and put my cards on the table. So I'm going to do it in the uh, the respect of unfiltered. Mm -hmm. As I'm sure everybody knows who's listening, In August of 2017, I was arrested in a prostitution sting in Bellevue. And I'd like to share some intimate feelings verbally. I have done so on Twitter. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm assuming that just about everybody that's listening right now follows on Twitter. Maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've not gotten a chance to verbalize how I have felt the last 15 months. And... While my life and problems are complicated just like everybody else's, Mm -hmm. my message today is very simple. It's not complicated at all. And that is how deeply sorry I am. And while I'm willing to share some of the darkness and sadness in my heart over the last many years, I don't want anybody to to misunderstand that I have no excuses. I offer no excuses. I don't blame anyone else, and I don't blame any situation or sadness. I made a mistake. I made mistakes, reprehensible and selfish mistakes, and I caused a lot of pain for so many people, more people than you'll ever know. And I'd like to talk to some of those people right now, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most importantly, the three people who loved me and supported me unconditionally. My wife and two sons. 
You know, Jason, I chose to do what I do for a living a long time ago. Mm. I was not married, and I certainly didn't have kids. And they had no role in the decision for me to live a public life. I'm not a movie star. I'm not a musician. I don't have international fame, but I do live a public life here in the Northwest and have. They didn't choose that. And they did nothing wrong. And they sure as hell didn't deserve the betrayal and the public humiliation that my behavior caused them. And that betrayal and hurt, which I have put those three people through, I wrangle with every day. And I will wrangle with forever. But I work, as I have for the last 15 months, trying to be better, trying to pick myself up and show those two boys how to get up with humility and accountability and take take responsibility for your actions. I let my mother down. She raised me the right way. Sorry. I think that anybody who listened to the show knows about my relationship with my father. He was the most decent, and giving man I ever knew. And he would have been so disappointed to my friends, many of whom have drawn closer. I'm sorry for letting you down. And I want to talk about two other groups of people. I know I'm, I know I'm probably going too long, but no. I want to talk about two groups of people that are very important to me. Obviously, of paramount importance, the three people that I talked about at first. But there's been a lot of chatter, and there's been a lot of pointing fingers, and there's been a lot of discussion about my former employer and my coworkers at KJR mm -hmm. and how they've handled this. I just want to say that I might disagree about how they handled it, and others might too. But there are certain facts that remain the same and that will always be true. Number one, for 22 and a half years, New Century Media, Barry Ackerley and his family, and then Ch Clear Channel and iHeart, they treated me like a king and stood by me through thick and through thin. I messed up is number two. I failed. They didn't fail. I put my coworkers in awkward, sometimes impossible positions. I lost salespeople, clients. I lost them commissions. I lost their family, their family's money. They didn't cause this. No matter how they've reacted and no matter how they've behaved since, this is on me. And I have nothing but appreciation 
and well wishes for my former employer. I will always cherish the time that we spent together. And they stood by me through thick and thin for 22 and a half years. And that means something. So to all those guys, I do nothing. I, I harbor no ill will. And I do nothing but offer them good luck and best wishes. And I pull for them and I pull for the whole sports radio industry as mm-hmm. I have on Twitter for the last 15 months. Mm-hmm. And finally, I think I should discuss the listeners who may think I owe them nothing. And some might think, yeah, you do owe me an explanation. The listeners trusted me for a long time. They would turn on 9.50 a.m. in the morning and be entertained. It was my relationship and my responsibility to provide them a small escape from traffic or something more challenging in their their lives, illnesses, deaths, what have you. And I understand that that was a privilege and a responsibility and that when I went away, I let them down. And I want to deeply apologize to every listener who I who I disappointed. And I ask everybody, not for your forgiveness, because that's too easy. I'm not asking for people to say, hey, I forgive you, Mitch. Mm-hmm. What I would rather, and it's more helpful and healthy to me, what I would rather is an opportunity to earn back people's respect and trust. That's all I can ask for. Because given that, given that, I will I will make good. Mm-hmm. If there are people out there who don't believe in second chances or don't want to offer that opportunity, I understand. I get it. If you've closed the book on Mitch yeah. because of what Mitch did, I get it. I understand. And I accept it. But that's what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for an opportunity to earn back everybody's trust and respect. And so I just had to start right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people want to know, why'd you do what you did? What was going on in your sure. life? What was going on in your world? And I know you want to know, and we've discussed it yep. a little bit off the mics. It's a very hard conversation for me to have with you especially publicly. Mm -hmm. But I'm willing to share at least a little. And I think most that have either suffered in their lives from depression or know people who have probably are sitting there saying to themselves, I get it. They probably can sense what happens to somebody when they go wrong. And for me, I'll share this because A, I feel like I owe some explanation, but really more importantly, maybe, just maybe, one person who is listening to this, who's struggling, might find something in this to help them. And I think that that would be worth it. The best thing that I could say is, for many years leading up to my arrest... I was suffering privately. The, the way to put it is that what I looked in the mirror for a long time, what I saw was different 
than what people imagined I was. I was Mitch. I was the guy on the radio. I'm the guy that's being treated so well, and he's doing so well. And I didn't see that guy when I looked in the mirror. I saw somebody who was inadequate as a husband. I saw somebody who didn't always handle things right like my father did with me as a father. Mm -hmm. I saw an aging broadcaster who liked less and less of my work and thought I was declining in such a way that maybe I was or maybe I wasn't, that I wasn't entertaining enough anymore and enough people weren't listening to the show. And and I didn't get help. And what happens is, is when you're down on yourself and you have such low esteem and you, and you, and you think so poorly of yourself, you spiral down into a really, really, really dark and lonely place. And that's what happened to me. And there was such sadness and such embarrassment. I was so ashamed that I felt this way that I didn't have the courage to talk to somebody. I mean, I had my wife, for goodness sake, sitting next to me, lying next to me every night. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the courage to say, I'm struggling. And it was the biggest mistake I ever made. I could have talked to her. I could have talked to a professional. I could have talked to a friend. I could have talked to a coworker. I could have talked to a stranger and shared how I felt. But I didn't because I was ashamed because I was driving down the road and I'd look across the way and I'd say, everybody else has got much more. Who am I to complain about what I, look what I have. Look at what I've been given. I have my health, I think, maybe not my mental health, but I've got gifts. I, I, I live a great life. I have a great job. This guy across the way has got a, a sick child or mm-hmm. lost a kid or is a, this lady is a, is a widow, mm-hmm. widower. I just, I couldn't fathom that, that anybody would want to hear my struggles. How long were you feeling this way? How, how long were you, were you going through this before you eventually ended up getting arrested, obviously, but what were you, what were you thinking way back? Is this years? Years. I, I, it was just a, a slow, sad, a slow, sad decline mm. of how I felt about myself. Um, I didn't like the way I was aging. I know that this sounds sounds so superficial, so vain, mm. but I, I I didn't like I didn't want anybody to take a picture of me. I did, I felt like I used to always be the youngest in the crowd. I was the youngest of three boys. I am the youngest of three boys. I didn't like the fact that I was growing older, that I, I felt like I lost it professionally. Mm. Um, and then in April of 2014, people know this, I lost my hero. And... There was nothing that I enjoyed more, Jason, than making him proud 
And when I lost the ability to do that, I couldn't rebound from that. And so, again, I mourned for him the way my faith tells me to mourn. And I said to myself similar things that I said in the car, which was people lose parents and loved ones every day. And you know what they do? They toughen up and they live their life and they go back to work and they don't, they don't, they don't stew about it. They, they, they cherish their memories with them and they move on. <laughs> so why should I be any different? Why should I have trouble? Why should I have more trouble? Everybody's got fathers. Everybody's got mothers. Everybody's got loved ones. And that was really difficult. It was really difficult not to have him to call. He used to listen to the show every morning. He took pride in what I did and his three boys. And so from... I would say from 14 to my arrest, it was a slow decline, and it was a dark place, a sad place. I didn't love getting up in the morning, and I want to make something clear, and I don't know that this is important, but I'm going to say it anyway. I was never suicidal. Mm -hmm. I never thought about ending my life. I just was very, very sad and just feeling like things were just going the wrong direction for me. And um, um, it ended up in in a very, very bad situation, betraying the, the three people most important to me. And that part of this is so hard. You know, I chose my profession. I stumbled. I made the mistake. I've suffered consequences. I've suffered very big sure. consequences. I, I, and I accept that. In some ways, I feel like I deserve that. I deserve to go in the gym and and get weird looks and whispers and faces. And I, I get all that. I, I, I accept that I lost my career. But what I can't accept is what they have gone through when they've done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. To send my kids to school with dad's picture in the paper and on the news and have their friends know. And to have my wife who stood by me to have her have to go through this. That's something that I don't know that I'll ever be able to forgive myself for. But what's happened since? And let me tell you the, 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 the benefits of finally talking about these things and talking to someone. I've been in hours and hours and hours of therapy, uh, individual therapy, couples therapy, family therapy. I start to find out that maybe I'm not the world's worst or wasn't the world's worst husband or that I wasn't the world's worst parent. Maybe my show wasn't declining. And then all of a sudden, you know, people start to come out of the woodworks and they say they miss you and friends who could go the opposite direction, put their arms around you. And, and you realize, and you realize that people care and that maybe my mind was playing tricks on me. I was sick. Mm-hmm. I was mentally ill. Now, I, I just, I got to stop, and I, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't done so earlier. It's, it's very, very important to me, and you got to help me with this. This is very important to me. I don't want any of this, any of this, to sound like I am shunning my, my accountability or responsibility or failure. I am not blaming yeah. my failure on any of this. 
I did what I did. It's on me. It's my mistake, and it's something that I'm going to deal with and been dealing with and will deal with forever. I blame nobody. I blame no condition. I blame no depression on my failure and my arrest. Mm -hmm. What I found was after, in the last 15 months, the sun started to come up again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people cared. And acquaintances that I wouldn't call friends. I would I would call you kind of a, a hybrid, a friend acquaintance. Mm-hmm. You know, the text that I referred to before. You sent me a text out of the blue. Hey, I'm playing in a charity golf tournament and I have an extra spot. And I thought of you when somebody went and couldn't come. Mm-hmm. And that to you was a little nothing. That was to me everything. To hear an acquaintance and friend say, he'd like to be with me on the Mm -hmm. golf course. Mm -hmm. Those types of things, to read Twitter and to hear people say, we miss you and we understand and we get it and we all have darkness and we all have sadness. It just, the sun started to rise. That's the best way I can put it. And um, slowly but surely, I thought, first I thought I wouldn't do this anymore and then I, I, I didn't know whether I had to do it or should do it and... And then all of a sudden, I started feeling better and feeling more creative and feeling like I wanted to share and feeling like I wanted to get back being funny again and being uh, unfiltered again yeah. and interviewing again and and providing some level of entertainment. If it's not on the radio, then it's in this medium. And if yeah. it's not 100,000 people in the morning, it's... Uh, 300 people in, right. the, in on a podcast. Right. I just started to feel the craving of and wondering whether this story, my story, as personal as it is, I don't think it's very uncommon. I, my guess is is that there are people out there listening oh, right now that have that have had problems in their relationships or their jobs or have an addiction or self-esteem issues like me or or doubting themselves and they're holding it in. They are internalizing it like I did. And I don't want to preach right. because somebody said to me when I, I've been getting lots of advice about what I should say and what I shouldn't say on a podcast and my mind is spinning around and around on who's going to think what. But what somebody said to me, uh, somebody that we all know that's in this business who has been through problems, he said to me, Mitch, don't preach. Mm. Don't tell people what they should do. Tell your story and let them take from that story anything that maybe applies to their life. And so I'm trying not to preach. If I was allowed to preach for a half second and you said, okay, Mitch, I'll give you you 10 seconds to preach and then you got to stop. I would just say, if you're struggling... With anything, talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Don't do what I did. Don't deal with it and 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 just suffer with it and be ashamed and embarrassed about it. If you drink too much, tell somebody and no one knows, tell somebody. Mm-hmm. If you're having trouble in a relationship, tell somebody. If you don't like what you see in the mirror, tell somebody. It's just the way to get to the other side. Yeah. And you'll feel immediately, you will feel a little bit better at the most, or at the least, you'll feel a little bit better once you get it off your chest. Even if it's somebody on the corner, tell somebody. Yeah, yeah. And get it off and start the process of managing those things. And that's what I've done. And how have you done that? I mean, how have you gone from 15 months ago to getting to the point now that you're 
you're you're back in this medium where we're doing a podcast. I mean, there's a ton of individual work yeah. that goes into all of this. Uh, you know, you mentioned hours of therapy. I mean, yeah. what was day one like for you? Day one of 15 months? Yes. It was it was beyond painful. I mean, it was excruciating. I I, I guess the only way that I would guess because I've never had, I've never been addicted, but people who go into um, rehab, rehab those first few days, mm-hmm. I think maybe some there's some parallel sure. there, um, and it's been hard. It's been hard. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm working every day. Every day, I I get up in the morning, I meditate, and I say to myself, "How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better father today?" Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my kids, this is no secret. What dad's done is no secret to them. We've been completely forthright with them. We've opened up the book to them. They can ask questions. They have been able to talk to professionals if they're struggling. And that's the way each day has been. Numbers one, two, three, all the way to 15 months. And slowly but surely, the desire to entertain again has come out. I mean, I can't tell you, and it sounds silly, and it sounds, it sounds surface. I can't tell you what reading people's tweets for the last fifteen months. I can't tell you the strength that it's given me, mm-hmm. and the medicine that it's provided. Because it's funny, you get into your problem, or I did, because you feel alone with your problems. And then you get arrested and you lose your career mm-hmm. and you lose some of your friends. And what happens? It multiplies times 10. Right. Because now you're really, if you, if you thought you felt alone right. then, right. now you feel. And so to have this connection with listeners and to have friends put their arm around me and acquaintances to draw me closer, to have all those things happen combined with talking and going through all these hours of therapy, three different types of therapy. Mm-hmm. Somehow, right. somehow the light comes on a little bit. And so that's what I've been doing for the last 15 months. And uh, here we are. Here we are. Doing Mitch Unfiltered. And I can't, you know, I, I am keenly aware that... For you to do this, it's not just you, but Daniels mm-hmm. and Zeke's and Al and the dealerships and anybody else who joins us from a from a an advertising standpoint in the future. I know that you're sticking your neck out. I get it. I, I am not oblivious to that. Mm. I know that it takes a little bit of risk to be associated. You've got a job and you've got to answer to other people in the University of Washington. And and I just want you to know that um, I can't possibly express my gratefulness that you would be willing, you and everybody would be willing to be with me mm-hmm. during this. You want to put comeback, you want to call it a comeback. It's whatever it is. You're taking a chance you're putting your reputation on the line with me, and I won't let you down, is what I'm saying to you and what I'm saying to the sponsors and what I'm saying to my listeners that are willing to give me a second chance. Well, I will just tell you, 
thank you. I will tell you that as public as your situation has been and the risk that you just mentioned that may be associated with me doing this with you, I think pales in comparison to the fact that your story, while as painful for you and your family, is not unique in that people go through this life every single day struggling. And I think from my perspective, I'm not going to be the person who's throwing stones from a glass house. That is not who I am. That's not what I'm about. And to be associated with this and with you um, is also a privilege for me. Uh, this is where you belong. Uh, I'm excited about the opportunity to see you grow and see you get stronger and to do this podcast. And uh, I think on behalf of the people who have listened to you, because while I have been a guest on your show and a part of your show, I have also been a fan of your show. Thank you. And um, it's great to have you back. Thank you. Um, and again, for those that were tuning into the premiere episode of Mitch Unfiltered to hear something else, this was important. I think this was too important um, to turn aside. Mm -hmm. And now, um, uh, starting uh, this coming Monday, next Monday, uh, we'll get back to what I did on the radio, mm -hmm. and we'll have some fun, and we'll have some laughs. The great Rick Neuheisel, believe uh. it or not, is going to be my first guest. Uh, I am so thankful for that. I'm thankful for all the people, the guests that uh, joined me over the years uh, that are willing to join me again and be a part of this this journey. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm telling you right now, I don't know what I'm doing. But I know I am so thrilled to be back and so appreciative of everybody that's willing to give me a second chance and listen in on a twice, if you listen in twice a week, once a week, if you become a patron mm -hmm. and you want to support the show and get the bonus shows, you go to MitchUnfiltered.com. I'm very, very excited for this journey. So thank you, and uh, let's get it started. Well, we did get it started, but let's let's go back to the way it was on on Monday.